This is Alan Abadessa, and you are listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andros Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempting fate, Mm-mm. putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select. Here with the help of our friend. Synchronicity, and now it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. And welcome to a very rare episode of Radio 8 Ball. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions. Today we are using the Radio 8 Ball app, which is available from the iTunes App Store as our Oracle Fodder. The app is filled with over 2,000 songs, most of which were recorded on the Radio 8 Ball show as answers to questions. The rest are songs I wrote while I was creating the Radio 8 Ball show. And today... We are happy to welcome my friend and the creator of Little Ghost, a video game that features a bunch of my music and a bunch of episodes of Radio 8 Ball. And of course, you know Alan from our work together on projects with the Sync Book, and uh, and we're here to support the Kickstarter campaign for Little Ghost. So welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Alan Abadessa. Thank you so much. Um, I'm really excited to be doing this. We haven't done this in quite a while, and I feel like uh, this is a great excuse to to make this happen. Well, tell us a little, a little bit about Little Ghost and the Kickstarter campaign you are running this month, through the end of the month of October 2022. The Kickstarter will run through Halloween, yes. Got it. Okay, yeah, tell us about it. So uh, Little Ghost is a game that I've been working on for the last, I don't know, two years. Um it incorporates a lot of the same kind of, you know, magical and philosophical concepts that you and I have been exploring over the last, I don't, you know, few decades, and um, it, it does definitely incorporate that stuff. But it, it pushes a lot of that into subtext and visual references, uh, and hopefully makes it more fun by by placing it in the framework of a video game it's literally a game that you're just meant to play and have fun it's kind of like uh i will say in a way was inspired by our conversations around radio eight ball of how do we talk about synchronicity how do we talk about tarot how do we talk about magic and i thought radio eight ball is such a you know an inviting way to do this where it's it's a game you play as you know play a song and talk about it and and it's fun, and it, it kind of takes some of that pressure off. And I feel like with Little Ghost, I hopefully was able to achieve the same thing. Uh, if people are familiar with video games, it's a it's a platformer with, um, uh, I'm going to use a phrase, Metroidvania-type uh, exploration. It basically means it's it's kind of maze-like, whereas, in, you know, let's say you're playing Pac-Man, you beat level one, you just go to level two. In this, you're going to... You have to revisit level one maybe two or three times. You might have to find uh, maybe level three is locked, and you have to go to level seven to unlock level three. And it's kind of 
something you would appreciate. It's it's non-linear. It's non, you know, it's non-local. It incorporates all those things, and it involves uh, kind of putting puzzle pieces together and figuring out which way to go. But for gameplay, it is a platformer, which means it's kind of like an old school Mario game. Um, uh, it's called I would call it a puzzle platformer, which means you're you're kind of having to think about how you would uh, achieve these different things at any given point. Uh, the artwork is something that I have put a ton of work into. It's a it's a giant collage. Like this, I've laid out this entire world, and the entire world is one sort of tentacle armed maze like collage that just continues. Uh, pretty much seamlessly uh, through the whole world. So I put a lot of my my, my visual artwork into it, uh, a lot of uh, stylistic choices. I also use, you know, uh, you and I have uh, both done stuff with Negative Land, and we had we interviewed them and had them on Radio 8 Ball. Uh, I used to be really inspired by doing that kind of quasi-culture jamming, taking pieces of media and reusing them or, re, you know, re-juxtaposing them, reinterpreting them. Uh, for this, I've used some, like, classic paintings and old, you know, newspaper advertisements from foreign countries from a hundred years ago and stuff like that. Um, it's less about reinterpreting that pop media and commenting on it that way and more about getting this broad scope of physicality what is like a print media what is a digital media and as you play this game you're kind of exploring these different landscapes these different media types uh from a story perspective you're a a little you're literally a little ghost like some a sketch out of someone's sketchbook that comes to life and you're walking through these different pieces of media. You're walking through books. You're walking through, um, you know, computers and cell phones. And you're kind of uh, interacting with these different types of media. With that in mind, you are uh, there are collectibles. Maybe if you're playing Mario, you're collecting coins, or you're playing something. You're playing, you know, rings or gold doubloons or whatever. In my game, there are two primary collectibles. Uh, one of which are MP3s. You have this in-game MP3 player, and you get to pick your music as you go, and then you're finding new songs. So as you explore these different worlds, you will literally be able to, oh, you just found a new MP3, and that MP3 is going to, some of our bands that I've worked with and bands that you've worked with, and your own music is uh, in there, and we have uh, actually some Radio 8 Ball uh, clips in there, and uh, it's really a fun way for me to kind of incorporate all these different things and make a, a really, really unique experience. The uh, the other collectible in the game is uh, their tarot cards. And f- to this end, I've started to develop a full tarot deck, completely um, original artwork. I am wor- uh, I'm designing these cards. I'm working with this amazing artist. His name is Eduardo Alexandrino. He's illustrating these cards. They're gorgeous. I hope people will check them out. You can go to little-ghost.com slash tarot, and you can see all the cards that we've put out so far. They're really, really beautiful. Um, and we're about to put out a new one. We're about to put out the, the strength card in our deck. Um, and uh, that's one of the things we might we might talk about later. Um 
But as part of the Kickstarter, what I'm doing is so uh, I, I made the game. I made the first two to three hours of gameplay are totally free and available to anyone who wants to play. Again, little-ghost.com. You can download the game. It's totally free. It is for like PC and Mac at the moment. Uh, but the Kickstarter is to say, hey, this is the first few hours. There is a beginning, middle, and end. You can beat the game, but it's not the full vision. I have a much bigger vision for how I want this game to play out. I do want to make all 78 tarot cards. I have this much bigger vision. We're doing a Kickstarter to raise the funds to make that happen. And uh, if people donate to that Kickstarter, they can get a physical tarot deck. I, I, the, the, again, these cards are gorgeous. And I encourage people to check those out and hopefully support the campaign and buy a tarot deck. That's what I did. That's how I, that's how I chose to support the campaign uh, in, finan- in the financial sense. Uh, that was the, the perk I went for, and I cannot wait to receive it. I have a few of the tarot cards already, and they are gorgeous. And you said the next one that's coming out, that's going to be coming out sort of uh, around the time we put that, this out, is the strength card? Correct, yes. Now the strength card is, uh, you know, is 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 a for those who follow the tarot, the tarot is a card that has certain questions around it. It shows up in a in a different with a different name and sort of different configurations in different decks. Uh, how are you approaching the strength card? So for me, uh, I am kind of combining. So like, I, I assume you're like alluding to like Crowley's lust or um, these different ideas of you know what what are the maybe astrological or different connotations there um, you know is this a, a kundalini energy is this a sex you know purely sexual uh, is it something that's more passive like in the um, Pamela Coleman Smith's illustrations it's sort of like beauty and the beast she's like overcoming this beast uh, some of my there are some uh, really uh, older decks that depict a woman holding this broken pillar. It's like a it's like a giant stone pillar that's like cracked in half, and she's holding it. And so it might imply that she has the strength either to break that pillar or to hold it together. There there are really a number of ways that you can take this card. Um, I have chosen visually to kind of incorporate a little bit of all of those things. So there are uh, broken pillars which are actually going to be a reference to this this how to say this every card that i'm doing is kind of hitting on multiple things at once it's depicting a scene from the video game so it's like a, a direct tie-in and a direct um reference to what's happening in the game when you would collect it in the game so i want those references to obviously work but as you know, I've studied the hell out of tarot and, and, and uh, esoterica and occult for so damn long. I still want it to be a full-on, really pristine oracle uh, and be symbolically appropriate. So um, it's it's challenging, but in a fun way, to kind of hit all these notes at once. It's a game reference, also referencing tarot symbolism, also referencing these specific occult um, underpinnings to what those tarot symbols are symbolizing, what they're pointing to. So I've got this, uh, there's a scene that, that, that is depicting in the game is your character is fighting, like it's like a boss fight, right? Okay, you've, you've come up against this villain in the game and he's trying to kill you 
and you you beat him you you win and he is now like literally broken his body is broken in the process of of this battle and he you in the in your act of compassion you win this character over to your side and he actually becomes another playable character you will get to play as this the character you were fighting now joins your team and you can play as this character so there's this sort of compassion there's this um being broken being uh lifted back up finding a sort of a transformation in that but this character also has this um the lower half of his body is a snake and the top half of his body is a cat so we have references to the lion that you might see on the Rider Waite Smith card we have references to the kundalini energy that you might associate more with crowley uh, we're getting all these things, and it's literally this broken half lion, half snake being lifted up uh, with broken pillars behind it, and it is it's hitting on that sexual energy, compassion, ecstasy, but also uh, recovery from pain and loss. Um, and I, I've, uh, I'm calling this card Arise. Um, and hopefully that sort of encapsulates all those different notes. So the strength card is called Arise? Correct. In my deck, it would be called Arise, yes. Wow, okay, cool. Uh, that's a, an exciting, I don't know, uh, riff on the tarot, and I'm looking forward to exploring that. So is there anything else that you think you'd like to say about the campaign i'm actually curious about who are the other musicians i know i'm I'm very happy to have a bunch of my songs and radio eight ball clips as you say in the the game but i know i'm part of a community of musicians that you are i don't know supporting slash uh i don't know taking advantage of uh, maybe taking advantage <laughs> of sounds uh, negative i mean uh, utilizing utilizing um can you tell us who some of the other musicians and songwriters are? Yeah, I, I very much like to think I'm show, showcasing these artists yes. and not yes. taking advantage. Yes. Of, um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not asking them to go particularly out of their way for this. So, <laughs> um, but no. I, but I, I am very, very lucky because then I have. Uh, I you know between different folks that I've I've made music videos for or people that I've uh, collaborated with and, you know, uh, helped through their live shows or different things that I've done. I do have a roster of musicians that I've been able to hit up. Um, there's a guy like Christopher North. I was probably one of the first music videos I ever made. It was the first ever first commission to make. And he now does mostly like film scores, but he did have like a kind of pop, um, a few pop albums before that. And I'm, uh, he, he did some, you know, purely instrumental. He's like a multi-instrumentalist. He can kind of play anything. And uh, so he has some stuff that's more, I don't know, classical, um, classical like symphonic uh, compositions and some stuff that's more poppy. I've got him on there. I've got this guy, Gull. uh, He performs in the name Gull. He's absolutely one of uh, the favorite, my favorite musician of like recent years that I've just like, stumbled into i saw him playing a show somewhere and was just totally blown away and i've since uh become friends with him i've gone to see him play live a number of times he lives uh in richmond where i live now he will be playing uh at our show on october 19th which i guess we haven't mentioned yet we'll come back to that 
so he'll be performing with you on the 19th. Um, he's in that. Uh, again, this is somebody who's a multi-instrumentalist. He can, he'll literally like build a song. In, like in his live show, he'll start by you know laying down a bass riff, looping it, you know maybe distorting it, start to play something else, then start playing drums, and then by the end of it, he's literally playing drums with one hand, playing guitar with another hand while he's singing, while this composition that he built a min, you know the minutes earlier is playing behind him and it creates this whole sound very much like a kind of like a John Bryan kind of uh, method of creating a song but um, at the same time it's a very different it's, it's a psychedelic rocky really shamanic it feels I can't wait for you to see him it really feels magical even if like the music itself might not be to everyone's taste it is it is so loaded with with intensity of of, of real real spirit in it uh, and for me it, it's it's great music I uh, I just absolutely love it uh, he's in it we've got uh, Amelia Cataldo's band uh, Nehedar um, she she plays sometimes like with uh, different musicians, uh, but she writes and performs a ton of her own music. She is uh, has a beautiful voice. You can hear her song in the Little Ghost trailer. Her music is featured as the main song of the Little Ghost trailer. Uh, she just released, actually, last uh, as of time of recording this, uh, it was would have been last night. We released two new songs from her band Nehadar that are going to be in Little Ghost. They are gorgeous, magic-filled, full of references to mythology and esoteric stuff, and just gorgeous music. Uh, and some of her stuff is, you know, more poppy and fun. Some of her stuff is more somber and serious, but uh, she's, she's fantastic. Um... The, uh, I guess the last last one, I mean, there's a bunch of bands, but the last one I'll just mention off the top of my head, I, I guess, oh, no, I, sh- I shouldn't stop there, I'll say, um, we have a few SyncBook regulars, we have Kevin Halcott, who people are going to know from SyncBook, uh, his old band, It's Not Night at Space, has music in the game, his new stuff, he performs under like the name DJ Human, uh, he does a dumb bunch of stuff uh, now under diff- different names, but a lot of his music's going to be in there. Our old friend Will Morgan has started a band with uh, Zach Bauer. Again, two names that should be familiar to SyncBook people. They started a band um, that uh, Pattern Recognition, which is going to... They, they already have music that's in the demo. They're going to have... They're putting out a new album soon, and we're going to have some of the new music from them in there. Uh, and then even uh, Douglas Bowles, the host of 42 Minutes and Sync Book Regular, uh, used to have a band called The Donkeys, and uh, we've got a few of their songs in there, it's very much like a 90s kind of grungy sound. Um, it, they're all fantastic musicians, a really wide array of sounds. Uh, and again, there's way more bands that I'm mentioning just off the top of my head here. But there's just, uh, I'd really encourage everyone, uh, if, if anyone wants to hear some more music, you can go to little-ghost.com slash music, and you will find a bunch of samples of different uh, songs from the game and stuff like that. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I encourage everyone to check that out, and I will uh, I will include 
all the appropriate links in the show notes. So uh, if you're a gamer or just a person who likes games, uh, I don't know if those are synonymous, uh, but uh, you should check it out. And I'm sure the question that everyone uh, that's really that, that's that's most present for everyone is, do I get to to shoot anyone in this video in this game? Do I get to kill and who do I get to kill in this game? Not not anyone. I mean, you can you know you can kill yourself multiple. You're a ghost, so you kind of have infinite lives. So every time you die, you just come back. Um, but no, you don't get to shoot or kill anyone. It's not that kind of game. I don't. I just don't enjoy those types of games or that, you know, that type of stuff. It is, um, you know, like, if you think back to, like, old Mario Brothers, you know, you're you're jumping over. I guess even Mario would, like, jump on a turtle and can, can kill it in that sense. But, um, no, no, no guns, no swords, nothing like that. Uh, you are, even, like I said, even these... Uh, you know, moments where you're sort of forced into the battle. I was telling you about this strength card that we did. Um, you're you're being attacked by this this character that is trying to kill you, and um, I, I sort of think of almost like judo. Like everything, you don't have a as your character does not really have like an offensive weapon, so everything is like you're kind of avoiding getting hurt. And allowing these things that are attacking you to kind of wear themselves out or hurt themselves in the in the act of trying to kill you, they're actually hurting themselves. Um, and then, sort of realizing the error of their ways, and you're you're, I think this very much is like sympathetic magic. You are, as you are going through this game, you are hopefully sort of playing out some of these power dynamics and uh, through compassion and redirection of energy and and you know a certain amount of obviously having the balls to step into this space uh, you it's it's more it's more about that transformation and redirection of energy than it is about killing or you know blowing things up. Well, uh, I'm sure that turned off a certain number of listeners, uh, but I, probably for this show, I think a lot of the people who are listening um, are, find that to be a uh, a compelling and uh, radically exciting idea, a video game that uh, encourages sympathetic magic. Very great. Very great. And uh, as as a practitioner of what I consider to be I'd, I'd never thought of it as in those terms, but I think Radio 8 Ball qualifies as sympathetic magic and that we are, the main goal is to listen well uh, on our own behalf and on behalf of others. And so why don't we get into a musical divination here? You have the Radio 8 Ball app at the ready, do you not? Uh, I'm pulling that right back up right now. And as I said, the Radio 8 Ball app is available from the iTunes App Store. I'm sorry it's not available to Android users, of which I am one. So uh, if I don't, don't think it's a matter of prejudice. It's really just a matter of cost. And the app is filled with, as I said, over 2,000 songs, most of which were recorded as answers to, the, to questions on Radio 8 Ball. And each one has a particular date that it was recorded on, which can also assist in our interpretation. And 
Alan, do you have the app ready? Yes. Okay, well, what is your question for the Pop Oracle? My question is centered around this tarot card and this this uh, Arise tarot card and, and also just the Kickstarter com- campaign. Uh, Kickstarters kind of have can have a, a pattern to them that they start off strong and they kind of get sluggish in the middle and it's about trying to keep momentum and trying to get out of that middle of the campaign slog to make sure you can cross the finish line successfully and I've been thinking a lot about like what do, what do I need to do to lift myself out of that that space how do I um, how do I make this a successful campaign and uh, thinking about all those things it's like the idea of rising the idea of lifting yourself out of this and I guess my question comes down to like what do I need to uplift right now what do you need to uplift right now okay now give the app a shake Okay, my song is If Love Songs by Sylvie Lewis. Recorded at KAOS in Olympia. Uh, does, does it say what date it was recorded there? Um, oh, uh, recorded live on Chaos in Olympia on July 26, 2005. Okay, let's hear the song. went back you said we've been given a loan baby why don't we spend it together the sun set indigo and red what is there to know baby standing on the edge of forever are all we have we better sing out loud you took your time and you took mine but it can't have been all that bad if love songs are all we have I don't know what got into me Daydreams of blue roses you used to bring. There are impossibilities in loving in nature. Wherever did you find such a thing? If love songs are all we have, we better sing out loud. You took your time and you took mine But it can't have been all that bad If love songs are all we had It's only the ending of love That makes the rest of it seem clear Mending and sending your love Isn't it nice just once or twice? Each year 
clocks went forward overnight they wait for no one when i woke up late that day my impossible love was gone if love songs are all we have we better sing out loud you took your time and you took mine but it can't have been all that bad if love songs are all we have all we And that was Sylvie Lewis performing If Love Songs live on KAOS in Olympia in, what was the date again? July? Uh, I want to say it was July 2005. July of 2005. And that was the answer today. That was the answer to Alan's question. What do I need to uplift right now? Although he informed me that uh, he actually wrote, what do I need to lift right now? So it's an implied up. So, Alan, what do you think about that is the answer to your question? Um, God. Um, I was, that sort of took me in a few different directions, uh, lyrically and everything, but I I think at the, the heart of it, she keeps saying, you know, if if this is what we have, like it's about singing, you know, utilizing your heart. And I'm, I'm thinking in terms of like the artwork I'm creating and the, you know, I guess, and in my, and in my life as well. And, and all this sort of stuff, it's like, put your fucking heart into it. You know, it's like, put, keep, make sure you're putting your love and your heart into it and then you should be okay. Uh, there's like five other things I want to say that I, you know, whatever, but, but that sort of seems to be the, the real moral of that, that reading for me. Well, I certainly have ideas, but what are some of the, what are some of the other things? This is really about you and your reading. What else jumped out at you? Well, just, uh, I mean, I I mean, there's like small things like, um, she mentions like blue roses, which for me is a, um, a Twin Peaks, um, is a sort of a Twin Peaks reference. And it's only because, uh, literally in this design of this tarot card, I um, one of the the notes that I gave to the the tarot designer was that to incorporate this one sort of um, visual reference to it to a Twin Peaks um, visual motif. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. We get even get that even even that's in there. Um, but uh, just things about, you know, uh, relationships ending and, and finding these sort of like ways to, to, to come out of that ahead. And certainly for me, uh, the cor- over the course of making this project, uh, I've had some pretty big changes in my life and, um, you know, relationships that, that have ended for me and uh, just, just, just changes in like w- w- where I'm focusing my energy and my time. And uh, I ended up, I will say, I ended up taking like a, a few month break from this project, from from really doing much of anything, uh, which I've I've since ended that hiatus and I'm back and I'm focused and I'm, I'm in a very good place again. Um, but I think when I returned 
after stepping away from all this for a few months to kind of recollect my life and kind of get myself back on track, there was a very practical idea of like, well, I had a plan. I had all the pieces in place of like, I had this game and I had this, you know, these designs and I'd already done like so much of the legwork. And even for this Kickstarter, I had it pretty much planned out of like, this is what I will do and this is what I'm going to offer. And, and I kept telling myself like, well, this is not that hard to pick back up because the groundwork is there. The schematics have been done by myself in the past when I was in a sort of stronger position. So I had kind of went into this very practically of like, well, I can just pick those pieces back up and I can, I can put that machinery back into motion. But I think realizing that uh, finding the sort of the, the heart and um, making sure that it's not just a, you know, a practical picking up the pieces, but actually reinfusing it with the, the creative spirit that went into it in the first place. Um, and as now, as I said, and, and then even just, you know, for, uh, relationships that have ended and relationships that have just started for me and, uh, sort of as those life changes, that same idea of, um, you know, making sure you're just putting your, your all and your love into things, what you're, what you're doing. Not, not, not a bad lesson to, to step away from, so. Yeah, well, it's so, I love this format because the two most obvious things that I heard, you didn't even mention. So we, I, that's one of the great things. We all, you see what you want to see and you hear what you want to hear, as Harry Nelson said in The Point. Or actually, as he had The Rock Man say in The Point. But, uh, so the two things that really jumped out to me. First, it's, so it's, the song is uh, bookended by the clocks stopping and then the clocks going forward again. And in the context of a campaign, you could look at that as like a few days in the middle of the campaign where things seem to slow down. Cause I should say the campaign is going very well so far, right? You are, you, you're pleased with its, with its progress. I, I'm, I'm fairly pleased. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're only 10, we're, we're a third of the way through the time, and we're a little over a third of the way to our goal. So yes, uh, I think I think we're 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 doing we're actually doing pretty well. We're on we're, we should be on target. So yeah, just that idea and uh, that idea of the day the clocks went dead, and then later on the clocks went forward. So in a sense, it could be speaking to the concerns you have about the campaign, but I also just think of that it speaks to the game because you the way you describe the game, it sounds like your little ghost is untethered from time and maybe visiting a, a headline from a, a paper from 100 years ago or bopping along to a song that was recorded last week. And so it, maybe it speaks to just that feeling that one could get from playing the game of having a little break from time and being able to step into a, more, a sort of a timeless place where the usual rules don't apply, and that allows some freedom. That allows some freedom that we don't experience in, in other realms. Um, that's one thing that jumped out to me. And then I love that line about is it's only at the end of a relationship that everything seems clear. I don't know if that's ex- the exact line, but just this idea of like we don't know while we're in the middle of something, what the true nature of that thing is. That's the biggest lesson I've received from Radio 8 Ball is 
while we're doing this, we're in this sort of Schrodinger's box where we don't even like we don't know what's happening synchronous to to this moment while we're talking out in the world. And that'll be that will be revealed. And we don't know. Yeah, we, we, we there's so much that we don't know. And as these readings age, I find that they just reveal more and more. As the song says, it makes a lot more sense to view things from their end or well into the project before we really understand the true meaning of it. And I think that just, that realization encourages us to be very open to the possibilities and to, you know, forgive ourselves for having a stressful mind that's worried about the details because that's what we have to worry about, but also to remember that sort of... uh, spacious sense of timelessness and the sort of uh i don't know the the luxury of not knowing of being in the question yeah it's really interesting because um even within the game like i i did things like i scanned you know old sketchbooks that i did in high school and i you know put pieces of, you know, uh, the sync book and different projects that I've worked on and, you know, comics that I uh, wrote with my friend, you know, a decade ago and all these different, like there are pieces of previous art projects within this one. And a lot of that was for me was a kind of like reframing, but also like revisiting and kind of have, you know, coming back to these pieces with new context uh, both like both for myself, but then to re- reframe them to give them new new context for people who are playing the game. Uh, and there's something about that is really interesting because it feels like when I thought I w- this project was done, when I hit this sort of point in my life where I was like, man, I just don't know if I can keep doing this, and I had to take a break. Now, kind of revisiting, it's like the the game itself is now looking in on itself does that does that make sense like what you were saying like having that clarity like when i thought that was that's where that was to have that clarity of position and and um being able to look back on something while you're in the middle of it that's really really interesting yeah and it's funny because you keep saying you were saying previous projects previous projects and people fans of the show may remember that my band was called The Previous, Mr. Jones and The Previous, and then just The Previous. So when you talk about previous projects, uh, there may actually be some previous projects in your current project. Um, isn't that the name of your, isn't that also the, the, uh, your new website? Is that public yet? Yeah, Previously Yours. Yeah, that's, uh, that, was, that was how I signed all my emails and letters while I was doing the previous and then in uh, in 2004 when sort of when my marriage ended and I ended up walking away from music for like 15 years uh, at least publicly not privately um, I started signing everything presently yours and so again it's that se- it, it, there's a sense of bookending us like the sense the like the idea of previously yours is is that idea of like we own everything from the standpoint of eternity everything's over and we can look back on it and presently yours is where we live all the time so yeah 
Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. No, of Please, yeah, this is the first podcast on Radio 8 Ball that I've done since we put out presently your, uh, previously yours.com. And you can also find it, if you look for andrasjones.com, it'll go to the same page. But yes, it is called Previously Yours, and it's a compendium of as much of my previous work, not just previous with the band, but films and books and whatnot, uh, in one place. So thanks. Thanks for handing me that uh, that layup there, Alan. <laughs> and uh, and actually, again, th- and thank you for inc- inviting me to Richmond to perform, I think, my first public performance of my own music since definitely before COVID, but probably, yeah, since, yeah, I guess probably since right before COVID because I was just starting to play out again. And I'm coming to Richmond to play a show at the Dark Room with Gull and other people who are involved in your in the development of the game. And uh, you want to talk about that event? If anyone's in or around Richmond, Virginia, in, on October 19th, you should come out. Uh, and we may are we going to? I think we're going to film some stuff there. So even if you're not able to attend, we will be making uh, footage from the event available. And maybe I'll just post it in this in this uh, this blog post. I actually just uh, spent like an hour talking with the videographer on Saturday. Uh, that just uh, just this past weekend, and um, we're all set. I mean, so yeah, we're gonna definitely gonna be filming it and uh, trying to make sure that we we get we have some stuff to show everybody and share with people who can't come out. But if you can, yes, October nineteenth in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, we're gonna have some some live music. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have people. will be able to play the video game at the bar. Uh, we'll have the game set up for people to play. We'll have some T-shirts with these tarot card designs on them. We'll have some posters and stickers and all sorts of fun little st- uh, merch for you guys to get. And uh, it should just be a great night. It's definitely. Uh, in support of this Kickstarter, we are hoping to raise more funds again to push this Kickstarter over the over the goal. But uh, not just in support of it, but in celebration of it. I feel like I kind of want to treat this like an album release party. You know, like let's have some fun, let's take a load off, and actually be able to celebrate what has been finished uh, before we embark on the next steps to to bring it somewhere else. And. Uh... Not only are you the game developer and the event producer, but my understanding you'll also be bartending on the night. No, 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 no. Um, there's, there's no way I could do that <laughs> okay. at the same time. Okay. But a very good friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, is going to be bartending that night. So. And you usually bartend in that room. I uh, usually bartend at that bar. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Yeah. Just, I mean. People who follow the show will know that there was a long period where I was a bartender, uh, and I took that took that role as a shaman of spirits very seriously. I think you do as well, and uh, yeah, I just like to hit people to that. You're a working class artist, and uh, and that's why people should support you and your campaign. And it's not like yeah, you're not some one of my. Rich, famous movie star friends, you are one of my hardworking artist friends, and I really, really encourage people to support it. Even like, like this is one of those things with the Kickstarter. If you donate one dollar, but you share it with all your friends, that's incredibly valuable. 
Of course, when you go on the Kickstarter campaign, he, Alan has so many amazing perks, you may find yourself wanting to spend more money. And if you do, that's great. And if you play the game and you get inspired by it and you want to make a big donation, that's fantastic. But if you're listening to this and my call to action means anything, please check out the link on the Kickstarter campaign. Donate. Hey, it's Radio 8 Ball. Donate $8 and share it with your friends and tell them Andras Jones sent you. And um, Or don't, if you think that will work against it, <laughs> depending on who your friends are. Um, but yes, please support this. It's a, as you can tell, it's a really great thing. It's heartfelt. It is positive. It is life affirming. It is, uh, somewhat intellectually rigorous, which is, I think, lacking in a lot of our popular arts. And, uh, yeah, I'm saying this so that Alan doesn't have to, but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure he agrees with me. Right. Yes, please. Yeah. Any 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 support would be appreciated, uh, and definitely helps us m- make it there. And uh, yes, please. Uh, I, I like that you mentioned. Yeah, uh, that is really important. If you, no matter how, if you can, if you can donate, please absolutely yes do. And if you can or you can't, uh, it costs you nothing to share this with your friends. Everybody has social media at this point. Please just share it and. Um, help get the word out that would be really really appreciated and if it also if it helps to inspire you alan is if you love radio eight ball and i don't know i don't know who if you do but if you're listening to this you probably do alan has done so much to support this project in so many ways that it's just our way of giving back so do it and um and if you can make it to richmond on october 9th we'll see you at the dark room october 19th That's what I meant to say. If you let me say it again, if you are in Richmond on October 19th or around Richmond, Virginia, on October 19th, come out and see us at the dark room and enjoy the the game release night. And we'll just have a blast in that uh, that raucous little burg known as Richmond. And uh, and yeah, just thanks a lot, Alan. And uh, good luck with the campaign. Thank you so much. Thanks for thanks for uh, putting this together. I really appreciate you, man. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. Here to tell you how the world is wrong. The World is Wrong is an extremely positive podcast where Andras Jones and Brian Connolly champion films The World is Wrong About. Available on Paperhouse Network wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>